You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Tech Fan Podcast number 233, Tim Robertson, David Cohen. We talk about the rumor of Apple abandoning the headphone jack, Konami. Tim buys a portable little gaming system and a whole lot more. Check it out. And it is Tech Fan Podcast 233 while I adjust my mic here. I like my position on the mic right now. Uh, I think I'm going to leave it right there. I think, yeah. I, I think I'm really hot on the mic, but... Uh, well, no, actually, to me, you sound like you're um, on the room mic rather than your actual mic. Oh, really? Yeah, because... Um, yeah, because it keeps defaulting to that in Skype. <laughs> I don't know why it does that. Uh, but I can do this, and it should sound oh, a lot better. Oh, that's like rich honey pouring into my ears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's much better. Uh, I still you know like what? that. Audio and Skype. The uh, the way the program actually deals with it is just considering what, what most people use it for. It's terrible. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. The problem um, is there's nothing else that's a viable alternative that sounds as good. Yeah. So. But but even just the way the program kind of handles it is just bad. And on iOS, for instance, unless you have a um, a Bluetooth mic or something plugged in the headphone port, if you have something plugged in via Lightning, it just pretends it's not there and ignores it, which is lovely. So I do want to mention right here at the top of the show before it happens, and I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but uh, I've got someone working on my house, uh, putting a brand new roof on the house. All right. And, you know, we did a lot of research and decided to go with a traditional roof simply because of the price. What we really wanted was a metal roof. Metal roofs last forever. And uh, I like the looks of them, and they're just, but they're too expensive. Well, uh, I was talking to my dad one day. I had to drive him somewhere. I don't even remember what for. And uh, I mentioned, you know, we're, we're getting quotes for the roof. And he says, oh, I've got a guy who does my roofs. Now, my dad's cheap. He'll never replace his whole roof. He'll just do it in stages. Yeah. Like, oh, look, it's a little bad right there. Let's just replace that part. Uh-huh. So he had a guy. And... uh he gave me the guy's contact information and all that. And I drove by a house that he did, and it was a metal roof. And when my dad talked to him, I, actually, I think he gave, I think my dad either looked up the information and gave it to me, or he gave my information to the guy. I don't remember now. But when uh, I talked to my dad again, he says, actually, he told me the metal roof would probably be cheaper if he does it. Mm-hmm. So we got a quote from the guy, and it was... Like two grand cheaper, wow! To do the metal for him to do it, and uh, his first quote he came back with was cheaper, and then he came back with a second quote, which was five hundred dollars cheaper than his original quote because he said he overmeasured the first time. Okay, and so we went and we looked at some of his work, and we talked to a couple of the people that he's worked for. It was all positive, and uh, so he's starting now, and I think. 
part of the reason we're getting a little bit cheaper of a price is because of the time of the year is usually not the time of the year you would put a roof on. Yeah. But because it's a metal roof, uh, it literally goes right on top of the old roof. He doesn't have to rip out all the old stuff. Yeah. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. You know, the, the snow won't stick to it the way it will a regular roof. It just basically falls right off. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's technology that isn't really technology, but it is. You know what I mean? The way they, yeah. they, they make these, it's really, really thin metal. You would think it'd be thick, and it's not. Yeah. Um, it, you can get almost any color you want. We're going with the slate gray color. Um, but all around for what you want out of a roof, a metal roof is actually a much better choice. It keeps your house warmer in the winter and cooler in the summer. So mm-hmm. I, I, we, we've needed to do this. It's, I, I made a pun earlier, uh, yeah. I told Julie that this, since they were starting this, I said, well, this is, I'm glad that the roof's getting done. This has been over our head for a long time. (laughs) And then I cracked myself up. I was like, oh, look, I made a pun. But um, interestingly enough that you mentioned this, because I can't recall ever seeing a non-commercial building here in the UK that has a metal roof. They just don't put them on houses. But most I mean, people I'm, don't think about it when they think about a yeah. roof. And I, there's very few here in uh, in the U.S. either, in, especially yeah. here in Michigan. I mean, you really have to look for them and go, oh, yeah, there's a metal roof. But you'll, is, you'll notice with yeah. businesses, they put the metal roof on and it lasts forever. Yeah. Uh, and the thing is, is that, um, like, my house is brand new. So it was built about eight months ago mm-hmm. we've already had three i mean we have them replaced in the warranty but we've already had three cracked roof tiles replaced wow that's and it's not good. like there's, there's anybody crawling around up there well it's a it's four or five stories up what is it ceramic just, uh yeah ceramic tile hmm. and um yeah that, that doesn't bode well for the future especially no, when it's I, out of warranty i know well you, you're meant to get a 10-year building warranty in the uk but uh, I wonder if you ring them up in year eight and say, oh, yeah, you remember the house you built for us? Uh, we have this problem, that problem. I suspect they'll find all sorts of reasons not to come out and fix it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's kind of the case everywhere. The roof that he's putting on, I could have got a lifetime warranty or a 40-year warranty. And I thought, what's the difference, really? If I'm still living in this house in 40 years, I'm going to be swinging from the rafters. Well, also, where would that warranty come from? Would that come from the fitter or from the no, supplier? No, the, the, the manufacturer of the roof itself. Yeah, but then you, I mean... Are they going to be how, around? How many, and, yeah, how many companies that were going 40 years ago are still around and honoring work they did 40 years ago? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and I saved like a grand by going with the 40-year rather than the yeah. lifetime. I think that's that's a fair trade-off. Yeah. Uh, I And I was actually looking forward to having a metal roof because I like the sound of rain, on mm-hmm. a metal roof, I've been in like a warehouse when it's raining, and you hear that. That tick, 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 tick. I like that. It's very relaxing to me. Turns out you don't yeah, actually hear the, it. Yeah, if it's resting on the tile, you're not. You're not going to hear it, right? I was like, uh, he said, actually, if you want to hear that, you got to go outside when it's raining, and then you'll hear it. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe you could have a microphone beside the house, just kind of beaming it in when it rains, that's so right. that you can uh, get that effect. Yeah, and I can hear the neighbors cursing loudly at each other. <laughs> Oh boy! Oh, I, cool. So, how long is that going to take to be fitted? Uh, it depends on the weather. I mean, yeah. it's we're at the point we've already had a couple snowfalls. It's not supposed to snow for at least a couple of days at this point, 
Uh, it's supposed to be pretty nice, but if it's raining or if it's snowing, he can't really do the work. Um, but it's nice today, and you know he's out there doing it. Cool. So I'm looking forward to having a new roof. Isn't that fun? It is. You know what I'm not looking forward to? Pay for it. <laughs> I've already paid for half of it. Uh. <laughs> um, actually, a little bit more than half, but all said and done, I, I paid for about half of it so far. Um, I got into a discussion with John Gruber on Twitter. All right. And this is where I first heard about it. Now I'm seeing it all over the Internet. But this was five days before I saw it anywhere else that the rumor going around is Apple is going to take out the three and a half millimeter headphone jack from the next iPhone and that you'll need to plug in your headphones via the lightning port. Yeah. I heard this rumor as well. I've got a massive problem with this. Well, I think plenty of people are going to have a massive problem with it if they do it. If they do it, this will be, I, I, I'm going to predict this now. I personally think if they go this route, it's going to be the first time Apple sees less than stellar iPhone sales. I think there's going to be a huge backlash. Now, some of the discussion that he, some of the arguments that John brought up to me was, oh, what about the floppy and what about this and what ADB and... And my point to him was those were all dead technologies by the time the Apple replaced that. And everybody knew it. And nobody was ever a fan of a floppy drive or an ADB cable. Mm-hmm. Headphone jacks is a different matter. A lot of people have invested a lot of money into headphones for their iPhones. Well, yeah, if Apple ships an adapter in the box, then you can still use those headphones. You'll just have to have an, a lightning dongle on the end. But who? So then, what's the point? Their device itself is thinner, but now I got this extra thing sticking out of the bottom of my iPhone or iPad. Say that's exactly stupid. The point. It's stupid. You can. I mean, that's stupid because you don't. Uh, I, I mean, my my concern about a lot of the commentary over this is people. We were people were, and, and I listened to what John said about it on his podcast. On uh, John Gruber is the. Um, writer at daring fireball uh, for anybody who doesn't know and uh, one of the uh, i think i think it's to say one of the the bigger guys in the apple blogosphere sure um has close ties to apple tends to get review units that sort of thing and seen by many people as a complete apple fanboy let's be fair even though i would argue he's not quite that i think he's a bit more objective than that but he's, cer- he's certainly very pro apple um and on his show, the talk show, uh, I had him talking about this. And one of the things that slightly frustrated me is this is a, a, a rumor from one of these Chinese sites. Uh, and the rumor is that they're, they're doing this. There is no information on why they, why they might do it. And, I, and to me, that's the missing part of the puzzle. It's very difficult to comment without understanding what the drivers for it might be. The only thing I could think of is that Apple wants a thinner iPhone and that the only thing really holding them back from making it any thinner than it already is, is the headphone jack, which I completely understand from a design aesthetic, why you would want to eliminate a port that's kind of holding you back. The flip side of that is how thin do we need our phones? Number one. And number two, the headphone jack isn't broken. There's, there's no real reason to replace it. And if you want to not plug something in it, then use a Bluetooth pair of headphones. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I kind of agree with you on, on pretty much all those points. Uh, I think if you look at it wider than just the headphone jack, I mean, um, 
electrical jacks for connecting audio devices together. And not just three and a half, there's two and a half, there's 6.3 millimeter, which is kind of the standard in the music industry and for professional applications. That is a standard technology has been around for a very long time, and, and yet yeah, it's not something that people are crying out to get rid of. Nobody is. Um, however, um, if that move gives other advantages apart from just pure thinness, I mean, I've got to be honest, I'm, I'm looking at the bottom of my uh, 6S at the moment. I mean, there is a lot of space around the headphone port. Yep. Uh, a lot of thickness around the headphone port. I, I, looking at this, I look at it and I think, oh, it doesn't look like they've had to constrain the size of the phone because of the headphone port. Here, it's not like it's right in the limits. And of course, the, you know, the uh, iPod Touch is, is even thinner than the iPhone and it still has a 3.5mm jack in. And, as I say, I couldn't help feeling that there was something missing from them just doing it because, I mean, I, I agree with John's point that this would be a very Apple thing to do to say, well, I, we don't care about the people who aren't who aren't going to like it. Everybody dislikes change, uh, and we're going to do it anyway. Um, I, from my, my point of view, if you can get an adapter that um, goes in the lightning port, that still leaves you with the problem of charging the phone while you're listening to music with a cable. Um, I, There's a lot I, of problems with it, and that is yeah. the biggest one. There's been times where I'm on the road. And I want to talk to someone, for instance, but my phone's almost dead, so I need to plug it in. Well, if if I can't plug in my headphones, I can't have a private conversation. I've got to talk at my phone and let everyone around me hear whoever I'm talking to, you know, fill a room because it's coming through the speakers rather than a headphones. You know, if my daughter, who's coming back from England, by the way, here in a couple of weeks, um, it, you know, if I want to talk to her on Skype or FaceTime, I don't want everybody, you know, to, uh, around me to listen in on that conversation while I'm sitting at an airport. I yeah. want that to be a private conversation. Uh, well, like, again, that would be it would be predicated really on what Apple comes. I mean, they can't just change it and and not offer. Sure, they can. They've done that before, and well, and that's yeah. they'd have it, to what they'd have to offer a dongle. You'd hope they would pack it in with the phone. Presumably, then you, the earbuds that come with the phone would have to be lightning earbuds, so at least you would have those. Um, I, 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 it, it's one of these. It's one of these things that if Apple, it, you, before Apple does it, you kind of think, oh, I can't see Apple doing it, uh, and then they come along and do it anyway. Um, I tell you, I, if uh, this isn't the first time this rumor has come up, I'm I'm not convinced this is something that's necessarily going to happen anyway. It's the first time I've heard the rumor, and yeah. unless the dongle that they ship with it, and it has to ship with it, this can't be. Oh, and if you want to use your old ones, go out and buy our special dongle that's thirty nine ninety nine, that has a, a three and a half inch and a you know a lightning connector on it, so you can do exactly what I said: charge and listen at the same time. Unless it comes with it, and they do remove this jack, David. This might be the next generation iPhone that I make a switch from iOS to Android. Mm -hmm. I'm, I feel that strongly about this. I think it's a horrible idea. Um, they're going to really have to sell me on the concept if they go this route in the keynote. Because yeah. if they don't sell me on this concept, I'm not buying the next iPhone. I'm just not going to. Because oh, I mean, yeah. I, I've got a lot of money and, and effort into a fairly large 
headphone collection. I've got like eight or nine pair of headphones. I just, I talked about one last week that I really liked. Um, yeah, I, it's... What about, what about if the quality of the pack-in headphones that came with the iPhone went from being, you know, the earbuds that are passable but only adequate into something that kind of was the equivalent if, if you I went out... I don't want to use... I don't mind using them when I'm having a conversation. I don't want to use the built-in earbuds to listen to music. I don't care what they do. They're never going to sound, to me as good as a pair of over-the-ear or on-the-ear headphones. They're just not. Yeah. And I don't like wearing them in my ears. They hurt my ears. Yeah. So they're going to have to do a hell of a job to to sell me on this concept. The question is, if they pack in headphones that work, well, you know that most people, that's what they use. Yeah. I mean, the the, the real issue here, and we've seen this before from Apple, the, the people who care about this stuff could be such a tiny minority of the total user base that it's actually completely utterly irrelevant. Uh, I mean, if you know, it, if it selling, existed in a vacuum, selling, yes. But here's what's going to happen: if they come out with this phone with no headphones jack on it, I think the the Samsungs of the world are going to jump all over this in their marketing, and they're going to blast Apple. They're going to yeah. make it a joke that it's not there, and that is going to convince quite a few people. Oh, it doesn't even have a headphone jack. I don't want that. It's going to happen. I guarantee you. I, I'm sure it would. And I'm trying not I'm, to be upset I'm, about this, by the way, no, but I, I, I am I, kind of pissed off just well, at the I'm, thought. The reason I wouldn't get upset about it is because it is a rumor. It's a fairly poorly sourced rumor, and it says not the first time this is. I, I remember reading this a couple of years ago that this was something they were looking at, um, and it's never happened. I don't know at this point. Is there a prototype in Apple somewhere without a headphone port? I expect so. I, I expect they're always looking at these things. But there's I, a I would give this a lot less credence if it wasn't for the fact that they just came out with a MacBook with one frickin' port on it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I do know what you mean. I, I do see where you're coming from with that. But maybe, maybe that's part of it. Maybe the... Um, Maybe the lightning port itself is not staying, and maybe that's going to become something else. And maybe USB-C becomes part of this. Maybe they end up with two ports on the bottom rather than now, one. Now, USB-C won't because it's thicker than a lightning port. So they're not going to go that route. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know, to be honest. I really don't. Um I'm just saying, if they if they abandon the headphone port, I'm saying this right now. You're out. It may be the last time I buy an iPhone. My I, 6 I, Plus may be the last iPhone I use. I and admit, I started yeah. thinking about this. Okay, let's let's say if I did want to make a, a leap to a Google phone, mm-hmm. right? And I'd probably go with the Nexus or, I don't know, I'd have to see what's available at the time. But if I did make that jump, I'm not going to make that jump with my iPad, obviously, because let's be honest, other than the Kindle Fire there really is no real competitor for a tablet unless you go all the way to surface. And then yeah. that's why, I mean, that's a very different, yeah. that's a very different, you're talking about a, a laptop computer then you're not exactly. So I'm not going to abandon my iPad, but here's the thing. I don't plug in headphones hardly ever to my iPad to listen to music. Mm-hmm. So not a big deal there, except for maybe if I'm on a plane watching a movie, but even then, I, I generally don't. I mean, you know all the tra- traveling I just did over the last yeah. 10 weeks. I think I watched two movies the entire time. 
Okay, well, let's but let's not minimise that because I travel a lot, and most of the time I see people watching movies on iPads. So, um, and those people all have headphones in. So, if they and let's face it, they do it to the iPhone. You know, they're going to do it to the iPad. As Absolutely, well. they will. Um, so, it it is a big issue in some respects. It's probably as big an issue, if not slightly bigger issue than it is with the iPhone. There are more iPhones out there, but I think a lot of people with iPhones actually don't bother with headphones anymore. Um, you know, I, I see a lot of people listening to music by holding their phone up to their ear. It's crazy, uh, yeah. but I know they do it. Well, you know. That's kids, though. Uh, yeah. Um, so, uh, getting back to if, the, if I did make this change, mm-hmm. I really started looking at what's on my iPhone. There's a few games that I play, but generally I don't play games on my iPhone. Even the 6 Plus, it's just a small screen. And to be honest, I don't even play that many games on my iPad. Yeah. Um, I usually read or consume content on it. I'm not playing games on it. If I'm playing a game, I'm, I'm standing at my arcade machines or breaking out the PS4. I'm not doing it on a mobile, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not worried about the money that I've invested in iPhone games because it's kind of a non-factor. The flip side of that mm-hmm. is, even if I did play a few games, they'd probably be the more popular ones, and they're on Android as well. Yeah. So what's that leave? Well, I use Dropbox quite a bit on my iPhone. Guess what? That's on Android. Yeah. I use Evernote. Guess what? Android. Um, my photo app. Well, I could take photos and and plug an Android into my Mac, and Dropbox will suck the pictures right off of it. Yeah, you're not going to get the cloud sync you get with iCloud if you do that. But Google has their own cloud sync thing. Yeah, but then you uh, that that but that's part of the problem is is by changing one device in your ecosystem, you're you're bifurcating into two ecosystems. You've got to decide which one you want to use for which thing. You've then got to say, okay, so I take most of my photos on my phone. I therefore need to use Google Photos for my phone. But yeah, Google Photos doesn't integrate as well with my iPad and my Mac. Right, but I but photos on my Mac does, and then when I plug in my phone, I simply drag the new photos into iPhoto or Photos app, and I'm good to go. And I have to do that already now because for whatever reason, no matter which iPhone, whether it's the ones that I'm currently using or the ones that the kids use as a glorified iPod Touch, for whatever reason, Photos still launches, but it never shows that uh, there's anything on the phone or the ability to import anything. Well, it just stopped so working. Thing, so you're not you're not getting cloud sync at all. No, well, no, it's not the cloud sync. It's it's photos no. itself. The app on the Mac does not no. see new photos or any photos at all on any connected device. Right. The but only way I get my photos the, off. Ignore the, ignore the connection for the moment. If you take a photo on, your, on my, if I take a photo on my iPhone, it via the magic of iCloud Photo Stream, it appears on all of my other devices virtually instantly. No. Without me having to tra- transfer anything. You're saying that's not working. It's not working for me. Right. And I'm on the 30 gigabyte a month plan or 40 gigabytes or 50, whatever it is from Apple. It costs 99 cents a month. Mm-hmm. So that's not working for me. So when I plug my iPhone or iPad, which I never really take photos on my iPad because that's stupid. It would. Um, well, I've seen them. Yeah. They look like freaking tools. I want to go over and snatch the iPad out of their hand and say, stop it. You look like an idiot. Um, I plug in my phone, and at this point, Dropbox sees that there's that's plugged in and just copies the photos over. Mm-hmm. So, And then, of course, I've there, it's synced in Dropbox, which means they're on all my devices. And then I just drag those into photos so I can have them there if I need them. 
So, yeah, taking pictures not a big deal on Android compared to iOS. I will miss the really good camera that Apple produces. I think it's superior to anything on Android still, and I I keep up to date on that because I'm I like taking pictures. Mm-hmm. So what else is there? Music? Well, that is kind of an issue because I have bought quite a few songs in the iTunes store that will not work on a Google phone. Yep. So I would have to convert all those songs to MP3 or something similar. And that's going to be a pain in the butt to try to find each one of those in iTunes and, and convert them. Yeah. So that would be a pain. But it's really the only pain. I use Chrome, so all my bookmarks, it's going to be the same on any device, whether it's iOS or Android. So what else is there, David? What am I missing? Um, my banking software, I use Chase Bank. I use that app. I That's on Android. I, I guess the fit and finish of Android in terms of how it how it works from day Well, to I'll day. be able to fit a 3.5 millimeter plug into that's, it. I can tell you that. That's true, but um, you're you're giving up an awful lot of uh, you're giving up an awful lot of functionality to to do that. I mean, there's a reason that that many people stick with iOS or move to iOS. But there has Android. to be a point it's not where just, it's not just about the apps. It's not just about no, no, no. the ecosystem. It's about the overall system. I agree. I it's an Android phone, and you know what? It's 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 the equivalent of the difference between Windows and Mac. It just doesn't feel as good. I agree, but well. there has to come a time for every individual to say, you know what, enough is enough of this crap. There's no reason to do this other than because it's on Apple's whim. I'm tired of spending money on products, and then Apple decides, oh, you just can't use those with our products anymore. No, uh-uh, it's not happening with me. If they but, abandon but, the yeah. port, unless they give me a really good convincing argument on why I should stick with it and why there's still a solution for me, I'm going to abandon that Apple product. I think that's part of the problem. Commenting on this at the moment and even getting kind of wound up about it when we actually don't know what Apple's response to the question of well, why are you doing it and what are you going to do to replace it is, um, is, is not very helpful. You know, because cause we've got all the anger of something being taken away without knowing what we're getting in return. I did. And I said at the beginning, I, I don't want to I try not to get upset about this because it's, it's just a rumor at this point. I can tell you are upset by the prospect. Of- I am upset about the process. I'm not going to bullshit. It, it pisses me off. Yeah. And if they do this, and again, without a good reason for me to switch, screw them. They're not going to get my money for the next phone they come out with. They're just not going to. There's been a lot. And look, set. let's and also back up one second before you continue. Something that I also pointed out to Gruber was Apple did something very similar with the first iPhone in that they put that three and a half millimeter jack in it, but they put it so deep that normal headphones, half the headphones out there, you couldn't plug in. So you had to buy an adapter. Well, how good did that work for them? The very next iPhone, they, they fixed it. And because there was a huge outcry, there was a lot of people that were pissed off about that. Mm Mm-hmm. I think if they did this and um, and it didn't work for them, they would roll it back. I don't think that they would stick to their guns and say, "Well, tough." Um, well, and I'm quite sure. I, I hope that, you're right. I, I'm quite sure that um, they wouldn't do it if they, unless they really thought that the majority of people would not be bothered by it. 
I don't think they would, you know, as much as people say, oh, well, Apple likes to kind of stick it to them and show them to the future and everything like that. At the end of the day, they are, the, the iPhone is their cash cow. And you, you, take, you take a lot of care about damaging your cash cow. I've already thought it was right? stupid that they put the headphone jack on the bottom of the new iPhones rather than the top. Well, but know, I got used I, to that. I'm like, all right, yeah, it's, it's I, on I the bottom. I, there's lots of things you get. I mean, everyone everyone said when we when they first moved the power power button on the six from the top to the side everyone said it was stupid and like, you get used to it um i the, the having the headphones at the bottom does not really i've not really noticed it to be honest to me the the iphone is in my pocket and it doesn't matter whether it's face up or upside down when the headphones are in the the uh, biggest thing i think that tells me that this probably is a false rumor is this would be the very first iphone that apple removes functionality whether the how they however they would want to address it that they're oh no this is moving to the future and this is better technology and it would it's removing functionality and that's not usually Apple's way. Now if they replace that functionality with something better, USB, getting rid of the floppy which is horrible and everyone hated anyways, it, people will adapt. It's not that big of a deal. But removing an essential piece of what people use to listen to their music, the audio plug. I mean, Apple sells Beats headphones. Yeah. How would you feel if you just bought a pair of Beats at an Apple store, and two weeks later the new phone comes out, and, oh, I can't use these brand new headphones that I spent $200 on with this new phone? It's going to be a huge backlash against Apple. I think they're going to get destroyed in the press. I think their competitors are going to jump all over it in marketing. And this is going to be the first really big – this is going to be bigger than Bengate. It's going to be huge, and it's going to really hurt Apple's sales of the new iPhone. And they're going to have to quickly reverse course if they want to save it. Because the iPhone is a consumer-driven product, and consumers are very, very finicky. And it's been popular now for, what, eight years? Yep. Doesn't take long. Ask Sony when it came <laughs> to... Uh, their technology and how quickly people abandon it to move over to the next big thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, actually, I, I think I think the demise of Sony was a was a long and painful process. I don't think it was a, an overnight thing. Um, I'm sure Apple could do it could do it quicker by getting something big wrong. Because I think this is the thing that they would get wrong. We shall see. I mean, it's it's. I hope I'm wrong. It's I really well, do. So, so do I. I. I mean, looking looking at my personal use, I have a pair of. Um, of Bose in-ear headphones that are noise cancelling that I use all the time when I'm travelling. Um, I tend to, thinking about it though, I do tend to use them on my iPad more for, for watching movies um, when I'm on a train or something like that. I don't tend to listen to music or um, podcasts is actually what I listen to most of the time via wire headphones that often. I have a pair of in-ear Bluetooth headphones that I tend to use for the iPhone to be honest um, and in the car I use Bluetooth as well. So Perhaps part of this is Apple thinking, well, most people are connecting via Bluetooth now and they're not using a, a cable connection. But the problem with that is that I mentioned at the beginning of the show, Skype won't work through a port like that. Skype yeah. only works through a three and a half millimeter jack. So, you, I mean, you'd have to do that. The, I think you could make an, you could make an argument. I wouldn't necessarily agree with it. I could, but you could perhaps make an argument that people could go to Bluetooth for listening to stuff and it would be as good. If the Bluetooth spec was 
further along and the, maybe the headphones were slightly cheaper i don't even maybe apple could bundle a pair of headphones head bluetooth headphones with the phone but that's only for listening i think you've got to remember that port is using for is used for uh, audio in as well as out as well and taking that away is a big deal because getting audio into an ios device using the lightning port is hard work it's not easy. Half the time you plug something in and the port says, oh, you haven't got enough power for that. Or this isn't a certified device. Or, uh, and then you've got to have software that supports those digital in connections, whereas everything works through the three and a half millimeter port. So, I, you know, I, I, to me, audio in is, is probably more of a negative than, than, than headphones with, uh, with this, if, if it were to happen. But as I say, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm color me skeptical at this point. I, I'm not. I'm not willing to get too wound up because at the moment I think it's just non-source rumor. If we get I, I hope it's right. We get, we get closer to the iPhone 7 and this becomes more concrete, then I definitely will have more to say about it. Yeah, me too. Although I'm, maybe I said all I needed to say. I, I, well, I think your views pretty much echo the response. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think our listeners have any... Uh, I doubt there's many people out there going, oh, Tim's completely wrong about this. What an old fogey. <laughs> Never know. Never. I mean, I, I'm just reflecting back, coming back from Washington D.C. on Wednesday, and I I was once again testing these. Uh, the, what was it? Phillips? Is that who did it? Yeah. Yeah. Phillips headphones, which by the way they are broken. The I can't turn them on. The power button doesn't work, and Amazon can't replace them because they don't have any more. So I'm stuck. I don't have to review them now because they sent me a defective pair. Which great. I don't have to review them, but. I really like these headphones and I can only listen to them plugged in. And I wanted to, I was listening to all of me from John legend. Great song. Yeah. yeah. And I wanted to do a comparison between it plugged in and Bluetooth 4.0. Can't do it. Yeah. Can't do it. So I listened to the song plugged in, which it sounds great. I love that song. Yeah, but really those headphones, people are going to use them with Bluetooth, and you want to know. Exactly. I wanted sound. to know how they sounded. I wanted to talk about yeah. it here on the show, but I can't because Amazon is out. They apologize profusely, and they remove the item from my need-to-review list. So there's that. So let's take a quick yeah. break, and uh, Dave and I will be right back. Hi, I'm Bart Bouchot, host of the Let's Talk Apple podcast. Every month I gather together a panel of Apple followers and we digest the month's Apple news. Our aim is to step back and take a 40,000 foot view of all things Apple. We're the perfect complement to the many great daily news shows out there. Listen and subscribe at www.letstalk.ie. Back here on the Tech Fan Podcast, Tim Robertson, that is me, David Cohen, that is that hey. guy over there. Um, we'd love to hear back from you. You guys have been slacking off giving us feedback. I mean, come yeah. on, man. We we got to hear from you. We we want to know you're out there listening and you've got opinions on what we're talking about here. Do you got an opinion on Apple under rumor, of course, potentially removing the headphone jack? What do you think? Let us know the show at techfanpodcast.com. Uh, if you don't want us to say your name or something on the show and you want you still want to send feedback, just put it in there. Please don't use my name. And uh, we'll refer to you as, as Mr. or Mrs. H. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say X, but I like H. Listener, listener J. Listener J. Yeah. So, David, uh, any other ways they can get a hold of us? I guess Twitter, right? 
Twitter at Tech Fan Podcast. Is, I, I um, haven't looked at our Twitter uh-huh. feed. I, look, Wednesday was a long day. I woke up at 3 a.m. and I got home at 11 p.m. I, I flew back and forth to well, Washington, D.C. You didn't, you didn't have time to check Twitter once all day, you slacker. I am. I'm, I'm just, just I'm pulling actually, it up. Yeah, me too. <laughs> no, not it's, a whole lot. Uh, this does not encourage people to listen to contactors when we say, oh, well, well, now we're talking about it, we'll just check. Yeah. Well, I get a notification if someone sends yeah. us a message or something. Yeah, me too. Me too. And I hadn't seen anything. The, the last thing was uh, Epic Podcasts, uh, talking about our last show. Yeah. Thank you, Epic Podcasts. We appreciate it. Actually, the, there is one here that I didn't see from Mark Shepard who um, said that Alexander was uh, delightful to listen to on the show. He's got a bright future ahead of him. So thank you very much for that. I will pass that on. In fact, just as I was bringing my stuff down to record today, he said he said to me, he said, Daddy, can you ask Tim when I can come on the show again? So, well, have him on. Absolutely. He's very keen. He's very keen. So, uh, yeah. I'm just checking something because I am. What the hell is that? Well, that didn't work. Is uh, Google Play... Oh, that's Google Play. What is... Uh, Google came out with Google Podcasts now. Google Podcasts. Official Android blog podcasters. That's not it, is it? I think they just basically built it into... Didn't they just build it into the music Play Music Store? I think so, because I'm on their website right now, but the only thing I found is how to submit a podcast. I got an email from Google. I don't know if I did. I talk about this on the show already. I can't remember. Yeah, I, th- I think you mentioned it. Yeah, that we'd signed. We'd signed up because why not? Well, they sent us uh, an invite, so I signed up. This show, my Mac, geekiest show ever, uh, three geeky ladies. Um, I'm, I'm sure I'm forgetting some, but I, I signed a whole bunch of shows up to it, and I don't know where to Google Podcast player no See, you know this is one of the, this is one of the downsides of google is everything's called google something and then it's followed by a noun that could be one of a hundred different synonyms for the particular thing you're looking for uh it's very hard to keep up well, i tried as- i tried google podcast tech fan and then tech fan podcast came up first and then iTunes. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I mean, it's all really? in Google Play Music, but I'm not sure if they've officially launched it yet. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think they have. Yeah. Oh, well. Not that I care. By the way, thank you, uh, Epic Podcast. It's at Epic Podcast. Uh, give them a listen. They, uh, yeah, they're out of London, it looks like. So mm-hmm. you're neck of the woods. Well. So close, you sent me a, uh, a message. Yeah, don't hold it against them that they're in London. I mean, it's not <laughs> their fault. Yeah. <laughs> so this, this was something I saw, uh, I don't know, I saw it last night, this morning. Um, and uh, we've talked on the show frequently about our views of the, um, the people who run the gaming industry, uh, particularly some of the bizarre decisions made uh, in in the Japanese gaming industry, and this this was just something that I thought uh, kind of illustrated the point. Really, um, there was a an award show, a gaming award show. This is the kind of marketing things that 
that happen in the uh, in the gaming industry, like all industries. Yeah, every um, industry has their own award. Even the adult film industry has their own that's right award show. So, um, one of the award this for was, best sticky hair goes to. Go ahead. Sorry. So this was the game awards ceremony. I've, I've, I've no, I've no idea um, who sponsors who puts up the game awards it's kind of a generic name so i don't know um who's responsible for delivering the game awards um it's not i don't know it's not the oscars obviously it's not the uh, i know the british film industry uh, has a gaming section but uh, i don't know what it is but anyway metal gear solid 5 phantom the phantom pain um was uh given two awards um the phantom pain Phantom Pain. That's it the sounds name. like it sounds like a uh, someone's making fun of the Phantom Menace. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I, it's a PS4 game. I'm not terribly familiar with it. I haven't really kept up with the Metal Gear Solid games, but apparently it's really good. So good that it won two awards. And um, what was interesting about this is the award ceremony was in Los Angeles, uh, and uh, Hideo Kojima, who is the um, producer and kind of big creative guy behind this game um was not there to accept the award the award was uh, accepted by Kiefer sutherland um and interestingly enough you know ordinarily you get oh, oh well he couldn't be here with us tonight so uh yeah you know what i got a video of that why don't we uh, play that real quick um uh, because let me, it, let me it, pause garage band because i'm sure that it's a Google video. It's a YouTube video. So I'm sure there's some freaking advertising at the beginning of it, yeah. and I'm not going to give them any advertising. So uh, I'm going to pause us here, David. The listener won't know the difference, but I'll, I'll actually play this uh, audio here. Thank you very much, uh, Keeper, for accepting that award. And uh, as you noticed, uh, Hideo Kojima is not here with us uh, tonight, and I want to tell you a little bit about that. Uh, Mr. Kojima had every intention of uh, being with us tonight. Uh, but unfortunately, he was uh, informed by a lawyer representing Konami uh, just recently that uh, he would uh, not be allowed to uh, travel to uh, tonight's awards ceremony to uh, accept um, any awards. It's, uh, he's on an employment contract, and it's, uh, it's disappointing, and it's, it's inconceivable to me that a, an artist like Hideo would not be allowed to come here and celebrate with his peers and uh, his fellow uh, teammates uh, such an incredible game as Metal Gear Solid V. That's the situation we're in. Uh, Hideo uh, is in Tokyo right now watching the show. Um, so we want, want you to know, Hideo, that we're thinking of you. And um, we miss you. We hope to see you at the Game Awards 2016. Uh, but because we are thinking of you, uh, some of your friends and I put together a little surprise for you. Um, and here it is. Here to perform Quiet's theme from the Metal Gear Solid V soundtrack, please welcome Stephanie Houston. All right, so that's the uh, that's the video, mm -hmm. and uh, I, I, to be honest with you, I think the uh, the presenter sounded a little ticked off about this. Uh, I, I said, well, I, I think he was because that is why he said what he said. I think this is why, rather than gloss over it and move on, they actually said they didn't think this was on. They they shamed Konami there, Konami for good yeah, reason. Now, yeah. Now, apparently, um, the rumors going around is that Hideo Kojima has been fired. Wow, really? And is currently sat at home on what I what I would probably call gardening leave, which basically means that he's contractually bound not to say anything that would 
viewed to be competition with his former employer as part of his employment contract and is probably sat at home and not allowed to do anything uh, until that contract expires. Um, but, you know, at the same time, the guy the guy is the man behind Metal Gear Solid, which is one of Sony's, uh, one of Konami's most successful franchises, uh, a big deal for Sony as well. Uh, and he's just brought in a game that's winning awards uh, and he appears to have been fired. And they don't want him talking about it. And, you know, the whole thing seems pretty bizarre. Um, Japan has always been kind of weird when it came to acknowledging individuals within a company that do something like this. It's it's kind of the culture. You, you put the, the acclaim on the company. You do it for the company. You don't take the individual accolades well except that konami has been quite happy to dine out on hideo kojima's name as part of their marketing for the previous games yeah apparently um with this one his name was originally on the box and was removed before the box shipped so <laughs> presumably that's when they had a falling out um but yeah in the past uh many japanese companies certainly including konami have been quite happy for uh hideo kojima and other people like Miyamoto in nintendo and and other people behind these big franchises to talk to the press and promote the games and um kind of g up not at first though not at first it took a long time for them to get there but and and the american game industry is kind of similar to that i mean I don't think there's only a couple American game designers who really get any kind of name recognition, especially for the big games, because they're more of a team thing. But once once the genie is out of the bottle. Yeah. Yeah. And and certainly with with some of these names, with Kojima, with uh, Miyamoto. Uh, two or three others that I can think of. There, you know, that the people are, they are known and they are associated with their big name franchises, and people expect to talk to them. They expect to hear from them, and they they certainly if an, if a game receives an award, uh, and and the the award people want to reach out to the uh, to the designers to accept the award. <laughs> for the companies to basically turn around and send the guy a lawyer's letter saying don't go otherwise you'll be in breach of contract and we'll sue you is pretty weak pretty weak because of course did they think that nobody will find out did they think that there would be no publicity and and here it's blown up in their face again yeah, again <laughs> pretty dumb uh, absolutely um I, and now I'm sure Konami are thinking, okay, so fine, it'll blow over in five minutes and it's not going to affect sales of the game. So, okay. They're probably right. Yeah, but it's pretty much the end of Metal Gear Solid, isn't it? (laughs) Certainly, yeah, there are bridges that have been burned that can't be rebuilt. No, it's not the end of the game. I mean, they'll just have someone else, the next big team, and whoever's going to lead it, and they'll they'll tout the fact that it's a brand new direction. It's it's a new 1.0. It's the next generation. It's... Bigger and better. From my experience with Metal Gear Solid, it kind of had a particular feel that was clearly the vision of the designer. Um, Kind of a difficult thing to pull off. I don't think this is is like Call of Duty where you can just bring in another studio. All you have to do is ask Microsoft how the new Halo is doing, and it's not doing very well. And this is the first big game that wasn't done by Bungie. Yeah. Technically, it's the second, but the first one... It was at the life, end of the life cycle for the 360, and it wasn't that big a deal. But this was supposed to be 
the flagship game on the Xbox One. This is going to be the game that sells the Xbox One, and not so much. No, it's it's not certainly not had the uh, the halo around it of previous games. Lord, 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 Lord. <laughs> In fact, there was a... I'm, I'm playing. Uh, I'm playing Batman Arkham Origins at the moment on my yeah. Xbox 360, which was uh, it was the, it was a game where the the original developer of that series didn't do it. They got a different studio in, um, and it was kind of panned as being a little bit just basically a, a derivative of the previous game. And it is. It doesn't really have any fresh ideas. It's fun for me because I haven't played any of those games for a few years. But you can see that it's just kind of a shovelware copy of the previous versions. Yep, I've um, got it. And it sell well. Is that the newest one? No, that's the, that, it's not the Xbox One one. It's the most recent one for the 360. Yeah, I've got the most recent one on the PS4. Right, And, yeah. you know, it was supposedly up for Game of the Year awards and all that. And I got about maybe 15 minutes into it, and I was just like, ugh, I just, I, I'm not having that much fun right now. And I stopped, and I still haven't gone back to it. Mm-hmm. Just, then again, I haven't played a whole lot of PS4. Although I have been playing it recently, but I was playing um, uh, another game that was, uh, a, it's more than a DLC, but it was a, a shorter game of Infamous. They came out with Infamous for the PS4, Second Son, played that whole thing, beat it, it was a great game, loved it. There's a secondary character in it, and they released a download only, at least at the time, I think you could buy it in the store now, a much shorter game, same city, but you're this other character now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I just beat that one too, so... yeah. I'm looking for something else to play on my PS4. I thought about the new Star Wars game. It looks fantastic. Battlefront? Yeah. But the problem I've... is it's online only against like 20 other people all at the same time. And I've watched some gameplay footage, and it just seems insane. It seems like everyone's running around. You die every three minutes or 30 yeah. seconds. and But it, it looks great. It feels like Star Wars. I, I still want to play it, but I can't. I can't bring myself to spend 60 bucks on something that I don't know if I'm going to really play all that much. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've not I've heard mixed things about it. People saying that that yeah, it's so much of a free for all that you kind of the way it's sold is you know, you in the middle of the Star Wars universe and these big battles and everything, but the the slick way it's presented in the uh, in the TV ads just doesn't stack up in real life in real life it's just a, a frack fest yeah. yeah and i and i don't know if i really want to do that I, I i wouldn't mind doing it once or twice just to have fun for a half hour here a half hour there and that's about it but i'm not going to spend 60 bucks for ostensibly maybe four hours worth of gameplay until i'm bored with it and getting shot every i respawn and die respawn and die i'm just going to put it on the shelf and never play it again yeah and i'm not spending 60 dollars to do that yeah absolutely I mean, there's game rental places where you can rent games, but I don't belong to... I'm not a member of any of those uh, things. I don't know with, with a game like Battlefront whether you could even do that, because it obviously it's tied to your online account. Well, I don't know whether you could rent it. Sure you could. You can go rent the disc, pop it in your machine, and it creates the account and all that. You just... Yeah, that's no problem there. It's not yeah, like it saves data on the, on the Blu-ray. Right. It doesn't... Uh, I, I could... <laughs> I could see a situation where you load up the disc. I'm sure the, the game makers would love to do this, where you load up the disc, and once you've kind of used it in one machine, that's it. It's tied to that machine. You can never use it again. Yeah, they uh, would love that, that technology. It, it's read-only technology, so it's, right. okay. you know, I don't know. I, and, I, and I almost bought, I can't remember the name of it, uh, Just Cause 3. 
I was really looking forward to this game. It's just kind of an open world like GTA, mm-hmm. and you ju- you just go crazy. I mean, you blow stuff up, but it's a single player game. Bit like Crackdown. Bit like Crackdown with much better graphics. Um, it looks really cool. If you watch some of the gameplay footage, you're like, I got to play this game. It looks awesome. Yeah. Except for they released the game this week, and it is so bug riddled that it crashes on almost everybody on the PC, Xbox One, and PS4. See, it's I almost talk, yeah. unplayable. I talked about this on one of my solo shows. I know. It's, uh, you know, it, it's just, I, it infuriates me. It, and I this is one understand. that a lot of them, they release the games and there's a day one patch. So you, you go to play the game that you just bought and you got to download a two gigabyte patch for it before you can even play it. And that's frustrating when you're sitting there waiting a half hour to four hours for this to get done downloading, depending on your network speed. But this is no patches available. They're saying that they hope to have a patch, uh, hopefully by the end of the year. I'm sorry, by the end of the... Who is doing your quality control in your company why, that when why you, you release, release a, it? Yeah. Why? Why would you release it in that state? You, are you telling me that nobody within your company knew this was a buggy piece of shit? <laughs> that it was crashing on every single platform? I mean, yet, I can... You know what? I, I can... You can almost give them a bit of a pass on the PC because you could say, oh, well, there's so many different types of PC sure. out there. and But not on the know, Xbox maybe, One and PS4. Yeah, the Xbox One and the PS4... And to make matters worse, if you buy the uh, the PS4 version, you get true 1080p at supposedly 30 frames a second. Although it drops down to like 12 frames a second because it's just it's it's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. But on the Xbox One, where everything is going fine, you're only getting a maximum of 900 instead of the full 1080p. Yeah, it's like really you I, look. I don't own Xbox One, but why would you insult? Why would you release a product and not make it parody with the PS4 version? Well, that, it I, makes no that's sense. Not, that's not the only game that's done that on the on the Xbox One. This is apparently a, an issue with the Xbox One. For some reason, people can't get the sort of performance they get out of the PS4. So there are lots and lots of games in the Xbox One that they, are not... Sony just opened up another core to developers. It's got, it's got eight cores in the PS4, but they've only allowed them to use six up to this point. Now they're giving them uh, a seventh processor. Much as I love my Xbox 360, if when I go to a next gen console, it's not going to be an Xbox One. Dude, I've got a I've got an Xbox Slim. Yeah. That uh, it was the arcade one that basically didn't come with a hard drive. Yeah. Uh, I put a hard drive in it, and I've had it for maybe two years, but I I just didn't play it very often. It doesn't read discs anymore. Yeah. So I've got to replace it, and Brooks has been wanting to play a few games on there. But of course, unless it's a download game, she can't play any yeah, of the discs, my 360 discs. And I've got, you know, 50 games for it. And I'm just having a hard time picking up yet another 360. This would be like my fourth 360, not including all the ones that Microsoft replaced originally, which was like four with yeah. the red ring of death. This would be the fourth one I bought. And I'm like, man, I really don't want to spend any more money on an Xbox 360. Yeah, I've been very fortunate in mine. My, I bought mine used when um, uh, from a game store, kind of like GameStop type place, uh, when when my daughter was born. So I've had it for nearly seven years now, um, and it's it's never missed a beat. I, I must be one of the very few people out there who's never had a problem with the Xbox One because I've with my Xbox Three Sixty. I've said that now, and that means it will stop reading this tomorrow. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I let's be honest. I've got way too much money invested in a lot of really good games on that system not to be able to play any of them ever again so i will eventually replace it i it's just a hard pill to swallow 
Well, I mean, this goes back to this almost becoming like a theme of the show with the uh, the discussion about the uh, the three and a half millimeter jack. You know, when when functionality changes, I mean, Xbox One has only recently started to regain backward compatibility. Yeah, but with not with all games. 60, but not with all games. You know, when when these things happen, despite your investment in ecosystem, you have to look at it and say, is this really worth my time anymore? If I can I, get I one for had- seventy five bucks, I'll do it. But I haven't yeah. found any. I mean, look, I can go on Craigslist and find them, but I don't know what I'm getting there. Oh, so I don't. I don't mind buying a reconditioned at a GameStop where it's going to come with a warranty. But I'm. They're still selling them for like one twenty nine, one forty nine. I'm not spending that much money for a. Is a, it possible? Re- is it possible to replace the uh, optical drive in the slim? From what I've read, it's super difficult. Yeah, and then you, of course, you still don't know. Is it? Is that? the real problem or is there something in the machine itself that's just not reading the data that's coming from it so i'm not going to spend the money to to fix it if i don't know for a a fact that that's going to fix it yeah so yeah yeah. sometimes you're better going old school i i just bought something old school not arrived yet yeah i um so I, I've talked at length, probably at too much at, on the podcast, about replacing Macs for uh, for my MacBook Air. But I found, I've been using a PC at work because I'm doing the uh, IT build for our our new PCs that are coming in the new year. So I'll be using this Dell Ultrabook, the XPS 13, which is a great machine for a, a Windows machine, but I really miss having a Mac at work. Um, so I just got this new laptop for home, and I thought about maybe I could take it back and forth, but <coughs> I don't really want to be doing that. So I decided to buy a Mac Pro. And I bought... Um, I The one I ended up getting, I think, was the 2007 Mac Pro. So this was... This was the not the the original first cheese grater Mac Pro, but the one that came directly afterwards that had quad core processors. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, I paid for what it is. I paid nothing for this. I paid about one hundred eighty pounds, so about two hundred fifty dollars for a Mac whole Mac Pro. How do you like it? Uh, well, I haven't got it yet. I'm, not, I'm probably not getting it till Monday. But I started after I bought it. I started looking around, thinking, well, what is that going to do with this? Turns out it's quite easy to hack it so that it will run El Capitan. Um, and obviously, it's a Mac Pro. You can put in; it has loads of expansion. You put in whatever you want. So, putting an SSD in there instead of one of the hard drives is easy. It will go up to 32 gig of RAM. Uh, even as an old machine, it's still got eight cores. <laughs> I mean, this thing is still going to be a beast. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to it. And uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I like the fact because like, initially I was thinking, well, maybe I'll get an iMac for my desk at work, and then I thought, oh, but if I, I want an SSD in it, that means pulling the screen off, and I don't want to be doing any of that, no. you know. And I thought the Mac Pro is perfect because you just pull the side off and everything's there, and it just slots in, you know. And you could uh, really ramp that thing up with some upgrades too. Yeah, well, as I say, I'm going to put an SSD in it. The one I've bought has got um, 8 gigs of RAM already, so I probably won't need any more RAM initially. Um, The other thing you need to do for El Capitan is to put a faster graphics card in, because the original graphics cards are a bit weak. But um, it's relatively easy to do that. Uh, In fact, I had a spare one from a PC project lying around that should just slot straight in and work straight away. Um, And, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I always liked having a big uh, desktop machine, so... Um, it'll be nice to have a cheese grater on the desk again. Well, since we're talking about old school, I just sent you a link. I don't know if you mm-hmm. opened that yet. I have not. Hang on a minute, because I've got my uh, browser full screen. I, I saw this on Amazon. And for the price, and the price that they list here is actually a little bit more than I paid. 
Um, I, I thought, you know, oh, what the heck. And when I bought this, by yeah. the way, it, it was under Prime, so I didn't pay shipping. It's called mm-hmm. the Wolzen 2.5-inch LCD Portable Gaming Console Speaker. Um, 152 games in one. I've seen these. A lot of people are selling them over here, but I, I kind of assume the, the 150 games are all like kind of cheap um, knockoff games. This yep. does not look to be the so case. I, I'm opening this. I just turned it on. Okay. So I'll go to game number two, which is Super Mario. Okay. Yep. And okay, play. And you can hear. It is Super Mario. It's this obviously, Mario. you know, a bootleg. Yeah. And uh, the controls actually work pretty good. This is a tiny little thing. Yeah. I mean, it's a two and a half inch screen. But all being said, I mean, this, it, right now on Amazon, it's $16.69 plus five bucks shipping. Yeah. Right? So right around 20 bucks. Dude, it's pretty freaking cool. <laughs> so so uh, the screen here shows it has the original Pac-Man on it. Uh, it does. I think it's the original. Let me see if I can find Pac-Man. Um, so I'm, I'll just go down the list. On the first page, Contra 1, Super Mario. Um, I found something that's Super Mario 7. I'm like, what the hell is Super Mario 7? <laughs> it's the seventh level. So they took the wow. Mario game and they broke up the different levels and they call each level a different game. Right. So, so that's get, how they're getting to the 152. Yeah. So like Chip and Dale 2, well, that's the second level. So mm-hmm. there's a little bit of that crap going on uh tetris 2 double dragon silkworm ninja gaiden goonies legend of cage 1942 oh that's a game that i know let me, let me see how that looks 1942 now oh, i have the actual arcade yeah. um it looks more like the nes version it's not the arcade version so this yeah this must be running a, a an nes emulator and it's got all those games on there i guess yeah and you hit the reset button and you're out of the game. Uh, so which game we were talking about? Pac-Man? Yeah. All right. So I'm looking for Pac-Man. And you just go up or down or you do left and right and it does the whole page. And it shows one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games per screen. Angry mm-hmm. Bird 3. What the <laughs> hell? Are you serious? Is that actual Angry Birds? Let's Let's launch Angry Birds and see what that looks like. It says Angry Birds. Select episode. Wow. That couldn't get more annoying sounding, could it? Uh, it's like if Angry Birds was ever on the NES. <laughs> I guess they, somebody ported it and so they you go up the and you, you use You go up and down and it literally moves it like one up, one down. Oh, this is terrible. Mm. And the sound is just wretched. I can't listen to that. All right, Pac-Man. Let's see if I can find Pac-Man. You would think that would be... Oh, look, they got Dig Dug. I actually did try that. Um, it that's It's not a very good version of Dig Dug. I can play it, though. Bomberman. Yeah. I did play Bomberman on here, uh, and that's definitely the NES version, and it was really fun on this little thing. Oh, look, Donkey... Okay, I think it's supposed to be Donkey Kong. It's mm-hmm. Donkey... It's D-O-N-G-K-E-Y. Oh, yeah, I remember that version. That was the best one. <laughs> they got <laughs> one, two, and Kong. Th- but they got one, two, and three. Okay, here's Pac-Man. Let's see what Pac-Man is. Uh, oh, this is definitely the NES version. 
This is not... Can you even... Yeah, it's, I mean, it's Pac-Man, but it feels like a, yeah, kind of a 8-bit janky version of Pac-Man. I, I, I mean, I'm looking here on Amazon. I'm seeing um, uh, Mega Drive portables that, that are kind of the same thing. Clearly, you've got an NES emulator in your hand there, and yep. I'm seeing Mega Drive emulators in the same kind of style, same sort of money as well. I get very much, uh, I would imagine... Uh, aimed at the nostalgia ground crowd, I couldn't imagine if you give your kids used to the PS4 one of these, they'd be particularly thrilled. <laughs> now there is a. It came with a cord that you can plug this into a TV, and I haven't tried it yet. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, I think the kids would be even less impressed with that. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, this is for people like you and I who yeah. spent twenty bucks to have a little fun for a couple days with this thing, and then put it in a drawer and forget about it. Yeah. Although, yes. or if this, if look, Bomberman is, I've always liked Bomberman. I think that's a good mm-hmm. game. Now, of course, this thing doesn't do game saves or anything like that. But yeah. if you just wanted to get your your Bomberman on occasionally and you're traveling and stuff, this would be a cool little. It's got a volume control, so you don't have to annoy everybody with that just wretched sound. But you know, what? I think they should make it with a really big speaker. Oh heck yeah! So that you know, you can fill an entire train carriage with it. I was going to tell you about this thing. I forgot all about it. I'll put a link into the show notes if anybody wants to uh, take the plunge this and is, spend twenty bucks to get a this little. Is bad news because now I'm going to have to go out and buy one of these. Are you really going to buy one? <laughs> I might buy the Mega Drive one. Uh, I was more of a Mega Drive than the NES guy. I like the. Uh, uh, it, it, this is this one here said it's emod game games. Yeah, I'm, and I'm it's just, totally legal. This is all oh, emulation and ROMs. I mean, it, yeah, it, it runs off of three AAA batteries. And there you go. You know, that's all you need. And yeah, it's. I mean, it's a it's a plasticky little, but surprisingly, that the controls are actually kind of accurate. They feel pretty good. It feels like a miniature in my hand. It feels like a an NES controller almost. Mm-hmm. The button layout's pretty good, but it's got a little pause menu, which is kind of cool. You hit the pause button and just pause your game. Yeah, but it's it's twenty bucks. I, how bad can it be? That's kind of what I thought. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It, it's pr- it's pretty bad, but it's kind of great at the same time. That'll be that'll so. Be it's so bad, it's kind of cool. Oh, that is, for your 20 bucks, it's considerably more functional and useful to you. I, I've already got the, 20 bucks out of it. Than the $39 you'll spend on your dongle for your uh, lightning port for your iPhone 7. Absolutely. <laughs> of course, I'm still playing my uh, my Super Pac-Man stand-up arcade. I put the... Did I talk about that at all? I put the... Uh, I had to replace the screen. Uh, yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah. yeah. I'm still mm-hmm. playing that all the time. It's fun. So, so um, you remember I was when you were doing that. I was interested about doing a Raspberry Pi yeah. emulator. So, did you hear the news a couple of weeks ago? They launched a new Raspberry Pi board called the Raspberry Pi Zero. Yeah, it's really and small, and it's basically it's, the it's, original Raspberry Pi. It's faster than the original Raspberry Pi, and it costs uh, five dollars. Well, they gave it away in some newspaper. <laughs> yeah, or no, they put it on the front of a magazine. They have a magazine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they put it on the front of the magazine for free. Uh, of course, they they pre-made uh, about 40,000 of these things and then another 10,000 for the magazine, and they sold out in about four hours. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Uh, but, you know, I mean, at that sort of money, you could buy two or three of them and just basically... I think that was always the thing for the Raspberry Pi for me was that there's loads and loads of different projects for it, but 
you you really you, you once you've set it up in a project then that's kind of it you you don't want to mess with it and do something else with it with this you can you could have basically buy one for each project and kind of do them all yep no, so uh, so yeah. Once once they're available again, I'm, I've I've agreed with my son, and we're definitely going to get one and have a play around and get a, an arcade uh, arcade screen going. So that'd be cool. Let us keep us up to date on what's going on with that. I, well, I'm very interested. As for me, um, I'm actually going to be on another podcast. Uh, it should be released probably. I don't know when it will be released. <laughs> I, I assume it's going to be released soon, probably within yeah. a day or two, maybe. Maybe, I'm gl- maybe next week. I'm glad now that you're cheating on me that you're so clear about what you're doing. Yeah, uh, I'm doing uh, Let's Talk Apple, uh, oh, right. Bart's yeah. show. A mm-hmm. um, couple other people are going to be on there. I, I don't remember who they are. Uh, but it wasn't anybody that I was really familiar with either. So, right. And I've, you know, I've been... Uh, Let's talk Apple as part of the Stoplight Network. I don't own that show. That's Bart's show, uh, yeah. but you know I host that those shows and I do the RSS feed for it. Um, but I've never I've never been on it. I don't think I've ever talked to Bart in person. So it's going to be kind of neat uh, to you know virtually meet someone else for the first time. And it's a it sounds like it's going to be a roundtable kind of discussion. And yeah, that'd be different. I'd- I think that's what he does because he does it every month, so it's kind yeah. of a summary of the month's Apple news yep. in a panel. Yeah, that'll be kind of cool. I shall look forward to listening to that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing that in like uh, four hours from now. He he, looking at his list here, he fairly consistently releases them on the sixth or the seventh of the month. So I would imagine. Yeah, next for week. Any, yeah, for many of our listeners uh, who are listening to this now, probably if you go over the next day or two, you'll find it. Mm-hmm. So thanks for having me on, Bart. I appreciate it. It was fun, even though I haven't done it yet. <laughs> He's asked me quite a few times, but my schedule has been so crazy over the last year that this is literally the first time I've, I've said yes, that I can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he's asked me quite a few times. I just I haven't, I haven't had to or haven't been able to. So haven't had to. Cool. I haven't had to do it. <laughs> All right, David. Uh, I guess we should wrap up uh, this episode of Tech Fan. Once again, we'd love it if you guys sent us feedback. If you want to read the news story that David sent about uh, Konami, if you want to buy this little Wilson two and a half inch LCD portable gaming system, uh, all of that will be in the show notes. Episode number 233 at techfanpodcast.com. But once again, send us feedback. The show at techfanpodcast.com. Dave and I really, really would like to hear from you guys. So with that, uh, see you next week, David. See you then.